0: Hello, and welcome to the Temple of Odin, where we will teach you everything you need to know about Norse paganism. I'm your host, Reslin, and today we're going to talk about one of the most common questions I receive by beginner pagans. (laughs) So, what is the most common question anybody gets? Where do I start? Well, most people answer this the same way. Read. Just read a book, bro. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that without somebody giving actual options for books. Spoiler alert. Yes, I am going to make you read a book or two. But don't think of it as a chore. This is your beginning, your stepping stone into paganism. So reading a few books is actually pretty important. And don't end up like one of those guys on TikTok who talk like this because all they ever did was learn what they know from certain popular TV shows. That is not Norse paganism. Knock it off. You're embarrassing us. So if dressing like a Viking, talking funny and... Carrying an axe aren't Norse paganism, well then, what's it really about? Well, to answer that question, it depends on what you want. Are you trying to communicate with one or more specific god? Are you learning for magical purposes? Are you wanting to learn about the runes and what they can be used for? Don't worry. We're going to be addressing that and many more questions on this podcast. However... For now, let's answer the one this episode is all about. Where do you start? My first suggestion to you is to check out The Poetic Edda. You can find a lot of different translations of it by many different authors. However, my personal favorite version and the one I always recommend to newbies is Jackson Crawford. He has a way of explaining each and every poem before actually reading them, he kind of makes it easier to read than the Prosetta, for instance. Speaking of the Prosetta, that's my next suggestion for you. With this book, however, there are a few things to keep in mind. The Prozetta was written by Snorri Sturluson around the 13th century-ish. Uh, he was an Icelandic scholar living in a post-Viking Age Iceland, which of course means he was a Christian. To help ensure that the tales of the Norse gods survived history, he wrote them down as regular mortals. Heroes so mighty and worthy of praise that the Norsemen mistook them for gods. And, yes, like I said, he was a Christian. But you have to understand something. During that time period, he kind of had no choice. It was either accept Jesus, no thanks, or die. So him writing the book with pro-Christian leanings is not him blaspheming the gods. It was the only way he could tell their stories without being burned alive in the books used as the tinder. What I'm trying to tell you is, keep an open mind while reading the prosetta. Not everything Snorri Sturluson wrote is entirely true. Another example for this was the phrase, All-Father. That's right, motherfuckers. You've been saying that wrong, too. Sturluson mistranslated certain words from Proto-Norse to Old Norse, then from Old Norse to Icelandic, then Icelandic to Middle English. And do you get it now? After so many times translating through different languages, it became like a shitty game of telephone. Now, the words I'm specifically referring to were (laughs) Alfordr, Siegfordr, and Valfodr. Now I think we can all agree that Fother kinda sounds like the modern English word Father. However, it meant something more like Binding. Or the modern day English word Fodder. So it would come out more like All Binder Victory Binder and War Binder. So yes, calling Odin the All Father is technically incorrect. But here's the real beauty about Norse Paganism. You can still call him that. And that's because Norse Paganism is non-dogmatic. Non-dogmatic basically means that there is not one specific way to do something in religion. And... That's honestly the best part about Norse paganism. You don't have to follow a strict rule. And if you don't like a certain way I or others do things, by all means, do it your own way. If you believe Loki always takes the form of a purple donkey, guess what? You're not hurting me in any way. So why should I care? That's honestly between you and Loki, not me. Ladies and gentlemen, take that lesson home with you. And teach it to your hateful friends, family, and or neighbors. It doesn't matter the color of your skin or who you get down and dirty with. What matters is we're all human. Any quote-unquote Norse pagan who tells you otherwise, get away from them ASAP. They're all what I like to call fake pagans. They're the ones that believe you can only believe in the Norse gods... If you have Scandinavian blood, they are 100% absolutely wrong. And of course, their main argument is, The gods should stay within the bloodline. Okay then, racist. I myself have Norwegian, German, Native American, Irish, and a little bit of Italian blood. Yes, I know, I'm very white, shut up. So... Which of these gods should I worship? Celtic? Native American? By that logic, shouldn't those gods only be worshipped within their specific regions? I live in the U.S. I don't know any American gods. Do you? Hell, even the Norse gods and goddesses themselves weren't all one race. Odin himself is part primal giant. More on that later. Freya is a Vanir. Loki Isn't even Aesir or Vanir? I mean, the gods traveled through the nine worlds. Nine! Why would they only travel through eight of the worlds freely, but then when they come to our world, somehow they'd be region-locked to Scandinavia? See? Your bullshit racist logic makes no sense. Anybody can be a Norse pagan. So if you have these skewed racist views towards Norse paganism, leave now. This podcast isn't meant for you. With that being said, let's dive into the Poetic Edda a little bit. Yes, these are poems we're reading, meaning there are certain stanzas, meters, and yes, even rhyming schemes in certain forms. However, this is why I always recommend the Jackson Crawford version for its oversimplification of it all. Remember, while reading, not to take the poems too literally. This isn't the Bible, nor should it be treated as such. Although, even that shouldn't be taken as literally as it is while we're on that subject. For instance, my favorite chapter, and probably one of the only ones you should take kind of seriously, is Havamal. And Havamal literally means words of the high one, or... Words of the One-Eyed. Either way, it's a reference to Odin. And it's a series of stanzas encouraging wisdom and good morals. Think of it as a Norse equivalent to the Book of Proverbs. Most people read it as if Odin is going to teach you some of the spells that he claims to know in the Lyodatal section of the Havamal, stanzas 146 to 164. However... I see it as a different kind of guide, a way you carry yourself honorably and achieve your paradise, whether that be Valhalla, Folkvangr, or even Helheim, which isn't as bad as you would think. More on that later. What I'm going to do for you guys is I'm going to read a section of the Hávamál, known as Gestathotter, stanzas 1.0. Through 81. Now I want you guys to pay special attention to stanzas 76 and 77. Don't worry, I'll point them out when I get to that part. At every doorway, before you enter, you should look around. You should take a good look around, for you never know where your enemies may be seated within. Hail to a good host. A guest has come inside. Where should he sit? He is impatient, standing on the threshold, ready to try his luck. He needs a fire, the one who has just come in. His knees are shivering. Food and dry clothes will do him well after his journey over the mountains. He needs water, the one who has just arrived. Dry clothes and a warm welcome from a friendly host. And if he can get it, a chance to listen and be listened to. He needs wisdom if he plans to wander widely. Life is easier at home. He'll be laughed at if he sits among the wise and has nothing to say. A wise man is not showy about his wisdom. He guards it carefully. He is silent when he comes to a stranger's home. The wise man seldom wanders into harm. For you can never have a more faithful friend than a good supply of wisdom. The watchful guest, when he arrives for a meal, should keep his mouth shut, listening with his ears and watching with his eyes. That is how the wise get wiser. A man is happy if he finds praise and friendship within himself. You can never be sure of where you stand in someone else's heart. A man is happy if he finds good advice within himself. Many men have received bad advice by trusting someone else. A traveler cannot bring a better burden on the road than plenty of wisdom. It will prove better than money in an unfamiliar place. Wisdom is the comfort of the poor. A traveler cannot bring a better burden on the road than plenty of wisdom. And he cannot bring no worse burden than too much alcohol. There is not as much good as men claim there is in alcohol for one's well-being. A man knows less as he drinks more and loses more and more of his wisdom. It's as if a memory-stealing bird flies overhead while you drink and steals your mind away. I myself have been trapped in that bird's feathers when I drank at Gunloth's home. I was drunk. I was too drunk. At Fialar's house, the best kind of feast is the one you go home from with all your wits about you. A noble man should be silent, thoughtful, and bold in battle. But every man should also be cheerful and happy until the inevitable day of death. An unwise man thinks he'll live forever if he can only avoid a fight. But old age will give him no peace, even if weapons do. A foolish man misuses his mouth. He talks too much or says nothing. As soon as he gets a drink, he'll say anything he knows. Only a man who is wide-traveled and has wandered far can know something about how other men think. Such a man is wise. Don't hold on to your mead horn, but drink your fair share. Say something useful or stay quiet, and no one else will judge you poorly if you go to sleep early. A gluttonous man, unless he watches himself, will eat to his own detriment. Wise men will often ridicule a fool on account of his belly. Even cows know when they should go home and leave the fields behind. But an unwise man does not know the measure of his own appetite. A stupid man, and an undisciplined one, laughs at everything. He hasn't learned a lesson that would do him good. He himself isn't flawless. A fool stays awake all night, worrying about everything. He's fatigued when the morning comes, and his problems remain unsolved. An unwise man thinks anyone who laughs with him is his friend. He doesn't understand that the wise are mocking him, even when he overhears them. An unwise man thinks anyone who laughs with him is his friend. But he won't find these friends when he goes to court. No one will speak on his behalf. A stupid man thinks he knows everything, but if he gets himself in a tough corner, he doesn't even know what he'll answer if men ask him questions. It's best for a fool to keep his mouth shut among other people. No one will know he knows nothing if he says nothing. Ill-informed people are also the ones who don't know when to stop talking. You will seem wise if you know the answer and know how to explain it. People are not able to keep a secret of what they hear about other people. You will hurt yourself with all your talking if you never close your mouth. A hasty tongue, unless it's discipline, often earns its own punishment. No one should ridicule anyone else, even if he owes him money. Many a man seem wise if he is never questioned, but he may prove otherwise. A man may seem wise if he pokes fun at another when the other man is away. But the man who talks behind another man's back is a fool, even if his listeners laugh. Many men are kind, but can be driven to a fight. There will always be conflict between men. Where there is more than one, there is a fight. You should eat your meals early, unless you're visiting a friend. A hungry man sits and gets sluggish, and his wits are impaired. It's a long and crooked walk to a bad friend, even if he lives nearby. But it's an easy road to a good friend, no matter how long the journey. You should keep moving. You should never be a guest forever in any one place. You'll wear your welcome out if you stay too long beneath another's roof. It's better to have a home, even if it's little. Everyone should call somewhere home. Even if you own just two goats beneath a faulty roof, that's still better than begging. Better to have a home, even if it's little. Everyone should call somewhere home. Your heart will be wounded if you have to beg for every meal from somebody else. Never go even a single step without a weapon at your side. You never know when you might find yourself in need of a spear. I have never met a man so generous nor so hospitable that he would not welcome repayment, nor have I met a man so giving that he turned down a thing offered in return. Do not be so sparing in using your money that you don't use it for your own needs. Often what you save for your children will end up in the hands of your enemies. Many things will go worse than you expect. Friends should provide their friends with weapons and clothing. This kind of generosity shows. Generous mutual giving is the key to a lifelong friendship. Be a friend to your friend and repay each gift with a gift. Repay laughter with laughter. Repay treachery with treachery. Be a friend to your friend, and also to his friend, but never be a friend to the enemy of your friend. If you have a good friend, and really trust him, and you want good to come of your relationship, you should speak your mind with him, exchange gifts, visit him often. But if you have another friend, and you mistrust him, but want to benefit from him nonetheless, You should speak to him kindly, flatter him, and repay his treachery with your own. This same friend, if you mistrust him and suspect him to be false in his words, you should talk with him, laugh with him, but repay just what he gives you. I was young once, I walked alone, and I became lost on my way. I felt like I was rich when I met another traveler. People's joy is in other people. Kind, brave people live best. They never nurture a grudge. It's unwise to spend your life worrying, dreading your responsibilities. I gave my clothes to two scarecrows once when I walked in a field. They thought they were human as soon as they had clothes on. A naked man feels ashamed. A fir tree decays standing over a farm, no longer protected by bark and needles, a person lives the same way if nobody loves them. How will they live much longer? The friendship among false friends burns warmly for five days, but then it's extinguished by the sixth day and the friendship is over. You should not give only big gifts. Often a little thing will win you favor. I have won friends with just a half a loaf of bread and a bowl of soup. Where the beaches are small, it's a small sea that washes them. And so it is with little minds. Not everyone is equally wise, but the average is moderately wise. You should be only a little wise, never too wise. The happiest people throughout their lives are the moderately wise. You should be only a little wise, never too wise. A wise man's heart is seldom glad if he's truly wise. You should be only a little wise, never too wise. It's best not to know your fate beforehand. You'll live happier if you don't. A torch is lit by another and burns until it's burned out. A fire is kindled by another fire. A man becomes wise by speaking with other men, but foolish by keeping to himself. Rise early if you want to take another man's property or his life. A sleeping wolf seldom wins a sheep, or a sleeping warrior a victory. Rise early if you have no one to work for you and get straight to work. You'll lose more than time if you sleep when it dawns. For the early riser, wealth is half won. You should know how to dry logs for firewood and bark for roofing. And also know this, how to measure time and the seasons. You should always go out with your hair combed and a meal in your belly. Even if you can't afford good clothes, you should not be ashamed of your shoes and pants, nor of your horse, even if it's not a good one. A hungry eagle snaps its beak and stretches out its neck when the sea comes into sight. People get the same look about them when they walk among strangers and have no one to speak well of them. If you want to be called wise, You should know how to ask and answer wisely. Tell your secret to one person, never to two. Everybody knows, if three people know. A wise man should use his abilities in moderation, otherwise when he is in battle, he'll learn that no one is bravest of all. You will often get repayment in kind for the words you speak to others. I have come too early to some events and too late to others. The drinks were all gone or else not even made. A hated man gets little hospitality. Now and then, I have been invited to a friend's home. As long as I had no need for food or as long as I could make my inhospitable host's cellars fuller rather than emptier, Fire is best for mortals, and sunshine, and also good health, if you have it, and living beyond reproach. No one is totally wretched, even if his health is bad. Some find happiness in their children, some in their kin, some in their money, some in work well done. Better to be alive, no matter what, than dead. Only the living enjoy anything i saw a rich man's house but it was on fire and he lay dead outside the door a limping man can ride a horse a handless man can herd a deaf man can fight and win it's better even to be blind than fuel for the funeral pyre what can a dead man do better to have a son than not Even if he's born late in life, even if he's born after you die, you'll rarely see memorials or graves standing near the road that were raised for men without sons. Two men will defeat one. Your tongue can endanger your head. In every hand, hidden by a cloak, I expect to see a weapon. The sea man is glad at evening. Looking forward to his dinner, with just a short distance to row home. But an autumn night is untrustworthy. Many things can get worse in only five days, and even more in a month. The arrogant man does not know how little he knows. You become foolish by listening to fools. One man is rich, another man is poor. Neither has the other to blame. And now, we are at the two stanzas I was telling you about, 76 and 77. Cows die, family die, you will die the same way. But a good reputation never dies for the one who earns it well. Cows die, family die, you will die the same way. I only know one thing that never dies the reputation of the one who's died i saw big herds of cattle owned by a rich man's son now they carry a beggar's staff wealth is like the twinkling of an eye no friend could be more faithless if an unwise man chances upon money or a woman's love he will grow more arrogant not more intelligent, he will be deceived about his own worth. What you ask of the runes will prove true. They are gifts of the Aesir, made by the gods and painted by Odin. You'll learn best with your mouth shut. Don't praise the day till it's night. Don't praise your wife until she's buried. Don't praise the sword. Until after the fight, nor your daughter till she's married. Don't praise the ice until it's crossed, nor the ale until you're sloshed. Did you guys happen to catch that? Cows die, family die, and you will die the same way. But a good reputation never dies for the one who earns it well. That's the answer, people. A good reputation. Is the key to an honorable death written right there by, apparently, Odin himself. It's not needless slaughter and dying on a battlefield. Sure, that may have been true a thousand years ago, but this is 2022, people. Ain't nobody got time for dying in a fight. I don't know about you, but uh, I got shit to do. All you have to do to get into Valhalla, or anywhere else you want to go, is to be a good person. Don't be a racist, don't be a homophobe, and above all else, don't let your religious beliefs make you think you have the right to be an asshole. I certainly hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the Temple of Odin. If you have any questions that you want to be answered, you can reach me at thetempleofodin at gmail.com. You can also find me on TikTok at thetempleofodin. And I even have a Discord server. If you'd like to join that, there will be a link in the show notes along with any other links I choose to put in there. Thank you guys. My name is Reslin. And may the gods be with you.